Welcome everyone to the Uppy and Stash podcast. I'm your host Uppy. With me tonight is Beardo. Beardo, how are you? It's been a minute. I'm great. How are you? I, I'm good. It's Saturday. I kind of... No, I was going to say I slept in today, but I really didn't. Mm. Uh, but I kind of napped on the couch this morning, so that, that there's that. Um, I felt That's kind of nice, yeah. <laughs> got some bonus sleep, which is great. Um, but yeah, I literally uh, have not seen you in like a month. So how... <laughs> it's been a while, <laughs> Good yeah. to see you're still alive. How, <laughs> yeah. how are things? <laughs> you know, they're going all right. I mean, I've been crazy busy at work and mm-hmm. just spent so much of my time tired. And it's just been hard to be motivated for anything lately, really. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where I've been. I've just been just on the struggle bus, really. Struggle. Okay. Well, we're we're almost in the holiday season, so we get through. We if we can get to your birthday, right? Then and we're in the holiday season. The yeah, and then before you know it, it's March, and then we're on the home stretch. Mm-hmm. Lather, rinse, repeat. Um, are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I am not because. Oh. I actually have just kind of like a little bit of a tickly throw. We were on a dusty road or a dusty town this afternoon. Mm-hmm. We went to this place way out in the middle of nowhere um, for their lumberjack days. Okay. So I've got a little too much dust down the throat, and it's a bit scratchy right now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not really drinking anything, but I don't want to make it worse. It always makes it better. Come on, yeah. you're you're old enough to know better. That's true. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay. Well, I got, uh, and I think I had one of these last year. So, um, you know, I recently traveled, so I brought home uh, a dozen sixteen ounce cans. Mm. So I have like one podcast beer for a while. Um, tonight I'm drinking from Rusty Rail Brewing, uh, Fool's Gold. It is an Imperial Peanut Butter Hefeweizen. It comes in at eight percent. Uh, 18 IBUs. Um, I gave Mrs. Uppy a sip before I came back here to my mm-hmm. home office because she likes yeah. peanut butter. She likes Hefeweizen's. Uh, she gave me the old uh, bitter beer face. Um, she said it tasted like it had gone bad, kind of. Mm. I guess I can kind of see where she got that, but like in the back end, I still get the peanut butter. So to me, it tastes like what I remembered it tasting like a year ago when I bought yeah. it. So. I'm going to power through. I'm going to at least drink it while we're talking. Um, right. <laughs> well, I think it's, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of a Imperial Hefeweizen. Right. I didn't look like that. That's some heavy stuff. Right. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Well, I know what they're doing in the middle of Pennsylvania. Nothing but brewing beer. So right. this might be the only Imperial Hef known to man. Um, right. So... So there we go. That's what I got going on. So we we, we were kind of talking pre-show. Um, well, before we were talking pre-show, um, I'm actually going to be away the next two weekends, one of which you're involved. So this is right. the last podcast um, for a minute. Um, before we get into what we're doing together, I'll just say next week, um, actually in a few days, uh Mrs. Uppy, little Uppy, and I were headed out to Pennsylvania for a few days. Uh, I'm going to spend some oh, time fun. in uh, <clears throat> flying into Philadelphia. I'm going to spend some couple of days in Hershey, one day in Pittsburgh. And then we're going to make our way up to Cleveland, have a really fancy dinner. 
Uh, probably going to have spent all this money and time watching the Niners kick the Browns' ass on the 15th. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I... Hopefully. Yeah, probably, like... <clears throat> you know, this this Browns team is 2-2, two and two, and when they win, it's looked great. And you're like, oh my god, they can beat anybody. But when they lose, it's terrible. And it's like, they're never going to win again. <laughs> so, I mean, it would behoove the Niners to lose a game. So, like... I said we wouldn't talk football, but I, I want to say this because this is the last chance I have to talk football for some time. Right. I, I saw a TikTok recently where it went through, like, the last unbeaten team since, like, 2000 each season and where they kind of finished up once. And I think it was, like, the 2006 Colts went on to win the Super Bowl. So I feel like it behooves the Niners to lose before the Eagles lose. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it gives the Niners better chances to achieve the greatness I feel like they are on the track for. <laughs> so I, if they're going to lose a game, lose it. might as well be this one. Lose, yeah, well, beat the, shit out of the, beat the shit out of the Cowboys tomorrow night. Um, right. I'm, I'm willing to let Little Uppy and Up staying up way too late to watch them at your house beat the Cowboys. Like, I'm cool with that. Right. But if you're going to lose a game, lose at the Browns. I mean, it's going to be a little bit embarrassing, but then it kind of resets expectations for the rest of the year. So, right. oh, we got someone to say hi. Say hello. We're recording. Hey. How are you? How's it going? Good. How's it going? Good. Good? Yeah. Guess what? We get to see you tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun. She's excited. You have no idea. Yeah. I know. We're excited, too. It's going to be like Christmas morning. Where like She's going to wake up. When are we leaving? Like, not for a while. Got some things to do, huh? But. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided we're going to do um, hamburgers and sausages. Nice. I'm going to grind my own hamburger meat. No kidding. Yeah. You gotta, so, I, I'm assuming. Let, cool. let me ask obvious question here. You obviously have a meat grinder. I do. Apparatus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it yeah, like it's th- fun. Through, I like it quite a bit. Is it like a KitchenAid attachment, or is it something different? No, it's oh. an actual meat grinder. Nice. Okay. I've been using it to make uh, beef sticks with lately. Oh, okay. Sticks. Okay. And so, um... Okay. Well, we gotta see in the morning. So I get to break it out tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Or like, we can just buy the preformed patties. I'm like, uh, no. No, no. We'll make our own hamburger. <laughs> so, it's fine. It'll oh. be good. I, I should inform you that uh, I pre-spent some of your money um, recently. Um, <laughs> we had a conversation. So, like, speaking of travel, like that, that one of the few perks we had in my family is my parents would save up money, and then we would travel every once in a while. In Mrs. Eppie's childhood, they didn't travel. They had camping and boating. So in her right. mind, she's like, hey, that's the ultimate adulting is we get a boat, we do both things. And I've been very... Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm using the wrong word. Uh, pragmatic about buying anything that could tow a boat. Um, right. Because I don't need a boat. I have no desire. Like, I have no de- Not to say I don't have a desire to be on a boat anywhere. I just don't want to be the responsible adult of said boat. And so I, I told Mrs. Zuppy, I was like, well, maybe I can get the Beardos to buy the boat. And she's like, well, why would you yeah. get them to do it? It's like, well, we hang out. And they were supportive of us getting an outdoor kitchen for our house. 
Yeah. So we're going to spend money on our house that benefits them. <laughs> and then they can buy spend money on their things that benefit us. Like, that's, you know, we, we, we kind of have what we, we would say some little amount of fuck you money, right? So right. we can help each yeah, other we out. Both. We don't have to be the boat people. We can be the outdoor kitchen people. Right. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I'm trying to get Mrs. Beardo to get a boat. Oh. And when we came home from Idaho, we were this close because we spent a lot of time on my parents' boat. We spent a lot of time on my uncle's boat. And she was like, heck yeah, let's get a boat. So I think a boat's in our future. Sweet. It's just not. And you have something to tow it with. So yeah, like. Yeah. You're you're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. And my father-in-law really wants me to get a boat. And he wants me to keep it at his house so he can play with it anytime he wants. Is he going to pay for half of it? Since he's gonna, no. he. I mean, he should pitch in something. <laughs> he will be the storage place, so <laughs> that'll be nice. Because you know we have no storage here, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, okay. we have to actually park our cars a block away from our house. So. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's great. So homemade hamburgers tomorrow. That, that's uh, that's yeah. exciting. Like. Um, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I, I can tell you uh, the dessert is going to be brownies. Nice. With Halloween sprinkles. Like Mrs. Eppie bought Halloween sprinkles. Uh, and then there's some sa- some sort of side salad we're going to concoct that we do. We call it fancy salad, uh, if you will. Oh. It consists of like red onion, a cucumber, uh, like the little cherry like mozzarella balls. Yeah, uh, avocado and Italian dressing, and it, it makes a nice salad. We call it fancy salad. Um, you know, we, we all grew up poor. That makes sense, right? That right. tracks. <laughs> Not fancy by now standards, but fancy by like twenty years ago standards. Um, so we're excited about that. Obviously, just the chance to just hang out, uh, get together. It's been a while. But mm-hmm. the thing, so the reason why there's going to be a second week of no podcast is the week after I'm done either watching the Browns beat the Niners or the Browns lose to the Niners again. Um, the next weekend after that is Las Vegas. We have tickets. Yeah. Uh, we all, and when I say we all, it's Uppies and Beardos, um, have tickets yep. to the When We Were Young Festival, um, which is year two for it. Um kind of glad they got the kinks out of the way last year because last year there was a windstorm it got postponed it was a thing um but the funny thing so this is where the meat of the conversation is going to come from because we kind of touched on this is i feel like and and i think the whole festival grounds can accommodate like eighty thousand people i I think that's kind of where the attendance is going to be at is about eighty thousand. And you know as well as I do, that shit sold out fast. Um, yeah. I would feel like we're kind of the core audience here, right? We're in our early 40s. I would think early 40s to maybe mid-50s might be the core. Um, I'm thinking people who were teens and 20-somethings in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So what I find fascinating is I I had joined the When We Were Young Facebook group uh, for the 2023 shows. Um, The thing that I think I've gathered from following that group 
is I feel like our age group feels like we're going to a punk rock thing. Pop punk. Mm -hmm. However we want to dice it up, it's some sort of, some form of punk is what we're doing. Yep. But I feel like the younger group that's going, probably the younger millennials or the older Gen Zers, do they have a nickname yet? Are they still just Gen Z now? I think they're still just Gen Z. Okay. Um, I feel like they think they're going to an emo thing. And I just kind of wonder where... It's obviously the same thing, but I I guess... Why do we view it differently? Well, I think it's looking at the bands that we're going to see. And it's not necessarily Green Day or Blink-182 or The Offspring. Like, I don't think any of those really classify as emo, right? Correct. But then if you start looking at some of the other bands, like... Good Charlotte, or Pierce the Veil, or yes, kind of Rise Against. Um, those are kind of more emo-ish, Newfound Glory. Like there, there are some bands who, like I see their names and I think, okay, I kind of get that. But then I know a lot of these other bands like Bowling Pursuit or Less Than Jake or Goldfinger. Like, Goldfinger and Weston Jake are ska bands, and ska mm. is huge in the 90s, and yeah. they were pretty big in the 90s. Mm. Uh, MXPX is kind of a... I would put like, a the... second-tier punk band, yep. so they're not, like... They never hit it big like The Offspring, but if you know punk, you know MXPX, mm-hmm. or Sum 41, or um, those kinds of bands. And so I look at them and the bands I'm excited to see are the punk bands. But I think there's enough bands on here that are probably emo-ish that so you're, you'd be you're, like, all right, emo show. So you're talking like Michelle Branch, uh, poor, poor poor, young lady. She's <laughs> There was one yep. female last year who was Avril Lavigne that tracks, right? But yep. So Michelle Branch, maybe like playing White Tees, I think they're playing like... I can kind of get it. So I guess maybe the perspective comes from who are you there to see, which is not Mm -hmm. what I was kind of like. That wasn't my mindset when I first saw it. I was like, I feel like we're all kind of there to see some of the bigger names and they they don't have a crossover. But I I guess it depends if you are kind of into some of those earlier bands that give or take, like there are some I really do want to see, but they aren't the ones I would say cross that bridge. Like I do want to see Bowling for Soup. I do want to see... Listen, Jake, but they're more ska. Uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix TX, because they have one song I know, and I like it, so I would love to kind of see that what one song. What do they have? Um, it's called song three, I think it's called Threesome. I think. Oh. Three, yeah. It, it's one of those things, I only know that song, because way, way back in the day, um, when I had uh, unlimited amounts of money and no free time. Uh, kidding. I went to go visit uh, our boy, um, Brent and Liberty from Idiotville. While he was in college. And then, like, right before I left, he, like, made me some mix CD to take home. And it had the most odd array of music you've ever heard. Like, the best song on it was from an artist called Wesley Willis, I think. And it was, like, Al Capone. And it's just this guy oh, yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> you've heard, that guy. Yep. Yeah, that's the greatest song ever. But on the same CD was, like, yeah, that uh, Phoenix TX song. I think it's called Threesome. And I love it. I don't know anything else they've ever done. Not sure if they have a second song, but um, I want to. It's like, hey, I know that song. They're there. I want to see that one song. 
And there's right. a lot of those bands like that, like Yellow Card, uh, some 40, well, some 41 has like four. Uh, they have a song. I hope they play it. I'm sure they probably will. It's called Scumfuck. It's one of my favorite songs mm. I've ever heard in my life. It's like yeah. a minute and a half long, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I hope they do, because, you know, honestly, this is our last chance to ever see them. So, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they, they had it. I think they just came out with a new record, but they announced ahead of time that we're putting this out. We're still touring it, but we're done after this. I'm like, okay. Yep. Yeah. Retiring. I'm going to see them because they're going to retire with their hordes mm. of Canadian dollars. And best of luck to them. Um, but yeah, anything that was on All Killer No Filler and mm-hmm. the American Pie soundtrack, I want to hear it. Um, but <laughs> but <Yeah>. I, I, <laughs> I mean, there, there's enough there depending on the schedule. Because the other thing I'm hoping we can do and do it somewhat justice is go tour the punk rock museum before we head over. I, I feel like that's just a perfect way to set up our days. Go check out the punk rock museum mm-hmm. before we go see the punk rock bands. We want to go see. Yeah. So, and I am, I'm going to be in Las Vegas a little bit longer than you We're driving down. I'm making a whole weekend of it. I don't take many days off of work. So I'm taking two days off work. I'm taking Friday and Monday off. Nice. So we're not driving home until Monday. Oh. So we're going to have all Sunday. So um, I know we're going to go to the Punk Rock Museum, but I might go back because they have a they have a bar there and they have a tattoo parlor there. And I might want to go get drunk and get a tattoo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so why not? Right? Yeah. But I mean, I think that Saturday is going to be absolutely crazy at the show. Like, is, I intend to be there until they shut it down. Oh, yeah, and I think it's, like, 11. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be balls on yeah. the wall. I, I, just like the trip I just took, I expect to have, like, zero downtime, make, mm-hmm. make use of every single minute there's available to us, and right. just go balls fucking out, starting with, <laughs> as soon as we get there, we're going out, Gordon Ramsay steak <laughs> for dinner. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm really excited about that. I am, because, you know, so Super every... excited. Every year I went to Vegas um, for a conference for my union, um, it was at that facility, like, because the, the Bally's and the Paris, sorry, yeah, Paris, Bally's and Paris are connected. Like, there are two separate casinos and hotels, but they're connected with the same building. And so our conference was always in Paris, and I would spend more of my time gambling in Paris because it was closer to the convention than Bally's was. Although I always booked my rooms and ballets because it was cheaper. There's this long, mysterious tunnel from the gaming floor to the restaurant. And they got, like, ladies out front? Like, well-dressed ladies? I don't know. It just seems very mysterious. And there's always this thing, too, where I was like, I can't afford to eat there. It's out of my price range. But I'm curious, and they make it look so fantastic. And then... We're going to go in, and I'm going to buy probably a $95 steak and a $30 little thing to go with it, like frog wall. I don't know what fucking frog wall is. I can barely pronounce it. I think it's French, and I'm going to buy it because I can. And it's going to be the most expensive dinner I probably have ever had, and I'm anticipating Mm -hmm. I'm going to love it. So then I'm going to go burn $100 gambling somewhere. Then we're going to go to the ice bar afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, I, dinner. Let's start with dinner. Like, 
Okay, let's start with dinner. <laughs> so I will say that I think it was last week you texted me that you had booked the um, or made the reservations for yeah. Ramsey's steak, and I immediately went to the uh, menu and started to look to see what they had. And I think I've already picked out my dinner. And so I'm super excited about eating there. And I agree, it's going to be the most expensive meal I've ever had. And I'm going with appetizers. I'm going with main course. I might even get dessert, but I'm definitely oh. having a drink as well. Yeah, you so, might as well. I mean, <laughs> I'm just prepared to spend a shit ton of money. I'm going to try to keep my whole tab below 300. But yeah, I, I hear you. Like, that's really what it comes down to is like, this is the last, the, the one time. Because it's mm-hmm. not like you're going down to Vegas in six months and you have a chance again. Um, I'm trying to pull, I, I know I've like, I'm one of those people that has like a hundred tabs open on my computer all the time. I know, me too. So I'm trying to find which tab it was. I found it. Okay. Yeah. So cocktails, I agree with you because cocktails are the one thing that are actually <laughs> decently priced. They're still running like, yeah. what, 23 bucks. And half of these have ingredients I can't even pronounce, like the HK Antioxidant Cocktail. Mm-hmm. Like Viva Kai Liquor. Okay. Um, I might just like kind of do the eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing and just pick one of those. I might just go with El, El Matador because I can pronounce it. Right. Um, yeah, Casa Noble... Habanero-infused tequila. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some mango puree and agave syrup. Okay, I could maybe do that. I might also just do the thing where I tell them, this is what I'm considering ordering. What would you suggest to go with it? Mm-hmm. That way I'm like not making this huge, terrible decision of contrasting tastes. Right. Um, but dinner, I, I kind of feel... I don't know, because I... I might be staked out by the time we get down there because, like, um, when we're in Cleveland next Sunday or Saturday, we have reservations at this place called, like, Marble Room or something. And right. it's, it's, it's very similar where it's, it's high-end ingredients that cost a lot of money. So I might be getting, like, $80 steak there that's, like, a bone in New York. So do I want to go to Vegas and get another bone in New York? Six days. I might. You never know. Because um, a great steak is always good. But, yeah, and I'm looking at things like there's Siberian caviar that's like 130 bucks. Right. Like, I'm not buying that, but... No. I've never, been to to be a, I've never been to a place where it's on the menu. Right. No, me either. And, I mean, the caviar is not enticing to me. But you know what is, and I'm definitely going to be getting this, and I've already told my wife it's happening, it is scallops. Oh yeah, I love all of the Ramsey shows and on Hell's Kitchen and Master Chef and all of those. They always have scallops. Mm-hmm. Like it is a staple of a Ramsey menu. So I have to get scallops, and I don't even like seafood that much. But Sc- scallops, I'm gonna right, do yeah. it. Yeah, I wonder how much you get for the cost. So the scallops, I'm not, I'm just gonna say the prices. I'm looking at the menu. Scallops are fifty five bucks, and yeah. I, I mentioned the fragua. Like three fragua is thirty three. Like, it'd be nice if there's enough of each to, like, say, here's our once-in-a-lifetime. Everyone take at least one bite of everything. That's what we did. <laughs> like, right. I, I was thinking, like, beef tartars. Like, maybe I'll just get tartar because I've never seen a menu with tartar on it. But, 
It's, it's still weird to me to think it's okay to eat raw beef, but mm-hmm. it's a thing. So, right. I mean, even if you want sauces, the sauces are eight bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, if you really need chimichurri bearnais, it's going to cost you eight bucks. Right. But, I mean, <clears throat> what's eight bucks if you're already spending yeah. $55 for scallops? True, true. But here's the question, because like, so I was, uh, I had a work trip this week where we all had to go to San Jose. So I was hanging out with one of my newest coworkers, and he was kind of shaming me for not spending the money because I'm like, Japanese A5 Wagyu is on this menu. It's fifty dollars per ounce, three ounce minimum. I, mm-hmm. I have serious issues with the idea of, like, I might get a three-ounce three steak and it's going to be 150 bucks Because I know mm-hmm. 50 you know, that's not enough food. Because, you right. know, I, I might I might do something like get the American Wagyu, where it's at least eight mm-hmm. ounces and it's 100 bucks Like, I might go that far. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. But the one thing you can't let me do, okay, so, again, this is coming right on the heels of a very expensive trip where I'm going to have some very expensive dinners. Don't let me show up and puss out and try to get the $50 chicken breast, please. Like, I'm sure it's going to be the... What's that? Why would you do that? I'm not letting you do that. Because it has truffled thigh mousse and, like, it's going to be, like, the greatest chicken ever, but... I'm going to show up and think, well, it is yeah. only 50 bucks. Because <laughs> that's what I'm I would do. I'm trying to get you to get the 38-ounce tomahawk. That's what I'm trying to get you to get. I'm only doing that if there's someone to eat it with me. I that That's is, that's got to be a two-person thing. For 175 yeah. bucks, it's got to be a two-person thing. <laughs> Although I'm sure there's probably at least 12 ounces of fat on the thing, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I love tomahawks and like ribeyes, but man, there's a thick amount of fat on those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm kind of thinking about the ribeye, but that's 24 ounces and it's 115 bucks. $115 for a steak. I think that's as far as I'd be willing to go. I think I would do that by myself. Mm hmm. But the filet, the 10-ounce filet, you know it's going to be good, and it's 95 bucks. Yeah. I mean, you know that is going to be like butter. Phew. Dry age minimum of 28 days. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, that's, that's one of the nice things. You like you know, like no matter what we get, it's going to be top shelf. It's going to be like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like even the worst thing on the menu is going to be like the best thing ever. Yeah, I can tell you my wife will be getting the Beef Wellington again because on the shows, that is his, like, hallmark dish. Right, because he's British. Wayne's Essential (laughs) Ramsey. Mm Mm-hmm. I am, I am curious about the rack of lamb. I've never had lamb, but it sounds good. What meat is typically also buco? Is that lamb or is that something else? No, No clue. That is, like, above my fancy I'm going to have to, like, look up. So, like, we... I only ask because I think Mrs. Uppy once got also buco. I think that's lamb, but I'm going to have to look it up. 
Because I've never had lamb. Like, I... Um, that's veal. Yeah, veal, veal is, is veal and lamb the... I'm going to ask the right now. No, veal is... Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So those like also both goes calf. Because um, <clears throat> I, I sometimes see, like, lamb chops at the grocery store. And they're, they're cute, because, right, it's a smaller animal. Right. But I'm so afraid of fucking that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I think mint is something you pair with it as, like, a mint. Mint kind of goes with lamb. A mint jelly, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, it seems out of my pay grade uh, for what mm-hmm. my family pays for me to do the barbecuing. So i just rather do tri-tip all the time. Right. <laughs> I agree. I mean... Right, it's pretty hard to mess up. It is. Uh, Lots of people do it, but yeah, it's not to say it's not possible, but it, it's a fairly safe meat. It, it's funny because I was telling someone this recently how how funny it can react to things, and I, I have noticed with yours, you, you do a good, you do them good all the time. Yours are always like juicy, right? Right. There are times where I've cooked it, and I had a I had a tri tip I overcooked, like it was mm-hmm. brown all the way through. But he was the yeah. juiciest son of a bitch ever. Like, and then there was one time I cooked it perfectly medium rare, and it was dry. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. how I did it. Like, because I'm not like a person who keeps track of temperatures and times, and so mm-hmm. like, I can tell you what happened that day. But I've had it go both ways, where like it kind of ended up being an oxymoron. Yeah. Well, the last try tip I did was not like the flavor was great. And it was juicy. It was done all the way through, though. Like, it was brown all the way through, which it is just overdone. But it was fine the first day. But then when you went to go and eat it in leftovers, it was hard and dry. <laughs> so, and I love leftover meat. Absolutely oh, love yeah. it. But overcooked meat is not okay. Tri-tip is one of those things where, yeah, I mean, I, I can eat it every day for lunch until it's gone mm-hmm. and not like not get tired of it the last one i did um i bought a much bigger one than normal because like so it's a few weeks ago i invited my family over for monday night football because the browns and steelers were playing mm-hmm. so i got a much larger tri-tip than i normally would which that's not the issue here um because normally i get like a two two and a half pound one for my family but since they were coming over I got three and a half pounds but I had used a new rub because we had gone out to a new restaurant here. and de- not It was not new. It was one that we didn't know about. So it was our first time there. And the fries were seasoned with this, some like Kendrick barbecue seasoning. Yeah. And it was delicious. So I bought some. And I'm like, fucking like, you know, try, try to be, you got to season that fucker. You like, it, yeah. You got to cake that thing in seasoning. And I did that, but it tasted very bland. It almost oh. kind of burnt tasting, and it, the whole eating experience went the way of Nick Chubb's knee that night. So it's like, yeah, my last tri tip was not a good experience. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad mood the whole night because you know, like, <laughs> you know, it happens sometimes. It does. But, it does. <laughs> but you know, the good thing is, is it might suck this time, but then you're gonna go out and you're gonna try it again, and you're gonna do something a little bit different. Oh, yeah. It's gonna come out perfect, and 
you forget about the bad one. I think probably when I'm done traveling and I'm back in California, and you know, especially. Well, I mean, Vegas is gonna be warmer, a little bit warmer than here. But like next week, when it's finally gonna be great. The only thing that upsets me about the timing of my trip here is we're in the middle of some mid nineties days right now, which come October suck, right? Like we're we're kind right. of over it. Like <laughs> it's October, it should be nice. But like once we're done with that last day of like the nineties, I think it's supposed to be what upper seventies all next week. Like yeah. actual perfect October weather, and then we're gonna be gone. We're gonna be in Pennsylvania where it's like low sixties, upper fifties. So we're gonna miss the peak like California weather. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when we're done with the traveling, that probably that first weekend back when we're done with Vegas, it'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking doing a tri tip. I'm back home. Like we got a new fridge. I you know it doesn't fit within the podcast, but we bought a new fridge. that's going to get delivered in between Pennsylvania and Vegas, and that you know it's fairly adulting decision. There it was two thousand dollars, right? Ooh. That, yeah. That's after the discounts. Like, this thing, MSRP, was like 3200 and we got it for... It was like sixteen, but then we bought the warranty and some other shit with taxes. It came out to be like twenty one. I'm like, whatever. New right. fridge. So, we have that going for us. Um, and we put it all on a credit card. because we're Americans. That's what you do. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure out how to pay right. for it later. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, try to... But, so, after Gordon Ramsay's steak, after we're done uh, gorging ourselves on delicious food, we're going to go to the minus five bar down the road a yeah. little bit at the Wings. And that's great because like, for 50 bucks, because they stay up until midnight, we're probably going to get there about 10.30-ish, 10.45-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only other experience in a fancy restaurant was it's not a quick experience. Like when we ate at the Parker House in Boston, we were there for like, couple hours because um, they know they they don't need to turn over the tables as quickly because they know they got you and right. <laughs> so they let they let everything kind of like percolate right um, mm-hmm. but no for 50 bucks at the minus 5 ice bar because everything in there is ice like it's all ice it's literally minus 5 degrees in there so part of your entrance fee includes borrowing the parka and gloves and right. shit but, yeah, for 50 bucks, you also get, like, two drinks included. So what better way to wash down the hefty dinner bills than with some frozen cocktails? Right. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. I think that'll be really cool. We'll be fucking tired by the, the end of all that, but it'll be worth it. And we'll be ready mm. to go to fucking lose our voice. I, I hope I can, like, not have a voice when I go home. <clears throat> I hope. I think that's probably quite possible. And then, like you said, you're going to stick around. You're going to have a whole extra... You're going to have all of Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. Mrs. Uppy and I, unless I change it at the last second, we, we have like an 8.30 flight out the next morning. Yep. Which isn't too terrible. Like, Vegas Airport's not bad. I've been in and out of it many a times. Um, now, it's... I'm not sure how you are as a parent, but we, we kind of baby the littlest one, so some small degree of separation anxiety when we're not around her. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, we'd have to get home to see her again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we used to be that way. We're not so much that way anymore. 
You know, because, you know, she's at the age now where half the time she's not even around anymore. Like, she, she's kind of wanting her space. Not to do anything sneaky, but, you know, most of her life is spent on the iPad watching videos. But now, instead of being with us in the living room cuddling, half the time she just wants to be alone in her room. So, <laughs> she's getting to be that age where, you know, she she's earned that separation. So, it's like, okay. <laughs> That's how you're gonna be, alright, but Alright. Yeah. All of next week is all for her though. Like she's getting uh we're we were gonna go to Hershey Park, but it turns out we can't. because um, unlike here in California, the weather is different. So Hershey Park is still open but at much different times, so we're not gonna be around to go. But uh, this evening I booked some tickets to some things where we can like go on a tour of the factory, make our own candy bars. Um, little Uppy's going to make her own Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Um, so there's going to be plenty of fun little kitty things that she's going to get to do. Mm-hmm. All designed for her. I booked us a hotel with indoor pool so she can go swimming inside and... So it'll be a time, and then we're gonna catch the East Coast at the time where I think the the leaves are changing. So we're gonna catch some of that fall we always hear about, right? But never experience. No, never do. <laughs> we go straight from summer to win- winter out here. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not ninety, it's forty and it's raining. So yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I do get a little bit jealous of all of the traveling you do. You do go to lots of cool places at different times. I need to get out more. Well, uh, you, you did. You mentioned the key thing. You're like, I don't take much time off of work, and I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I I had the schedule 21 days off next year, and it killed me. So yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, the times I can't get away are these like short little things where. Okay, like leaving for a couple days to like kill myself, right? Like, I'm right. not gonna say I almost died a few weeks ago, but it was dangerously stupid given I'm 41 years old. But I will say this you, you owe it to yourself to find two or three days to take off. You need to prioritize going to see the Iron Bowl finally, just so you can experience it and do it at least while Nick Saban's still the coach. Right. You don't want to finally do it and then, you know, you see them lose. You don't want that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but do I it before you get too old. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's getting up there, too. He's exactly 30 years older than I am. Oh, is he? Yep. Wow. He's, he was born on Halloween also. No kidding. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Born so. on Halloween in the 50s, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you just got to do it. You know, you're an older millennial with money. It's time to start kind of treating yourself with uh, the Uh, fruits of your hard work. Uh, Because you know know. what? We were going to do it when I turned 40 because that would have been an Iron Bowl in Alabama or at Alabama, not at Auburn. But that was also height of COVID. So there was nothing. So. um, You got to wait till you're 44, huh? Yeah, but it's on 44. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you will have to. I will force you to prioritize it. (laughs) You should. That's what good friends do. 
Exactly. Right after you get the boat, I will start working on make sure you go to the Fryer right. Bowl in the year 2026. <laughs> yeah. Or five. Would it be five? No. Uh, well, I have a brother who lives in Modesto. Mm-hmm. And he just got a bass boat. And I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to steal your bass boat when it's all fixed. He's like, okay. So I'm going to have a boat I can use. So making amends was worth it. That's good. Other brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so I've always been pretty good with him. I just don't talk to him very often. But now that he's got a boat. Maybe I'll talk to him more. <laughs> right. Hey, buddy old pal. Yeah, you remember me? You know, my brother. fishing pole's getting a little itch. Maybe. <laughs> yep. It's time for some boats and hose. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Oh, shit. All right, well, hey, I, I feel like ending this on a high note. I don't think we can top boats and hose, but... Uh, it was good seeing you. you. You've been absent for a minute, so it's good to have you on, especially since uh, the podcast is going to be taking a break. Um, before uh, before cut off tomorrow at 10, make sure you send me your picks for the week. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And so, well, we're going to take a quick break, as mentioned, for a few weeks. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we will see you in a few. Until then, uh, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> Thank you.